is that how they really think? Like legitimately? Have you? Would you go to the rural Texas? And did you hear? No, that? I've never. I've never been to rural Texas. I'm black. I'm like. <laughs> 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 everybody my name is uh, Dario Cummins I'm the host of tell me a story this is a new podcast series being brought to you by me we have some beautiful guests on the show today we've got Maz Ahmed yes sir and then we've got Masood Shah uh, who's been in Toronto for a while but he's uh joining us today self-proclaimed Chamath Paul Yabatia <laughs> what's voice, going on his voice his voice is is exactly Chamath voice so uh, it's gonna Chum- be really Chamath fun. voice is like mine Chamath yeah. 2.0 <laughs> Chamath 1.0. Chamath is Masood 1.0. That's right. Chamath uh, 0.0. So today, uh, the topic on Tell Me a Story is really tell me a good story about um, 2021. I want to hear what's um, one of your best stories of one of the best things to happen to you during uh, 2021. It's a tough one. Um, no, all in all, like really challenging year. Um, dealing with personally for me i hate restrictions on my life i i hate being told what to do what not to do within the context of the law and with the context of being just a good person um but 2021 was a tough year because there wasn't really much to do in terms of being yourself being social interacting with humans and traveling it was it was tough because you had to either find other ways to fill your time up you had to make sure that you were everything was taken care of. You were checking in with your loved ones. Like one thing that I learned in 2021 is when you have a close group of friends and you can't see them on a regular basis. And I'm still learning this right now, but if you can't see them on a regular basis and they're your homies, but you know, you've kind of drifted apart because of lockdown, because of restrictions, and you're like you're conscious enough not to break those restrictions. You got to check in with them. Like send them the odd text, the odd call, the odd DM, the odd FaceTime out of the blue with nowhere just to make sure everyone's like your homies are doing good. You got to check in first and foremost. Um, and I'm still like practicing that right now myself. Got a couple of homies in Ottawa that I have to check in with just to be a good, like a good friend because you hate losing those connections. Like there's some people that in your past you've been so close to growing up and you just drift apart by moving cities, moving jobs. And you're just like, what brought you close was the location aspect, but also connecting with them on deeper levels. And now that one of them's gone, you got to make up for it other ways. Okay. Okay. Now pass the buck to uh, Masood Shah, the newest uh, guest on the show. Tell us a really good story or something that really cool that happened to you in 2021. Really cool. Um, I think it's really cool, but you know, it's crazy. Like during COVID, Everyone kind of thought that, like like we said, like it's very restrictive. We can do certain things, but I kind of changed a lot of aspects of my life around, right? I got a new job. Right? It was virtual, but I still did that. And it took me places I never would have thought I would ever be in, right? I bought a property, my second one. That was another like major milestone. <laughs> um, And so I guess what I learned is like, Kind of as Maz was saying, it's like adapting your circumstances <clears throat> and just trusting yourself, being able to kind of find several linings, linings and things um, are kind of like my takeaways from 2021. Like like you said, like we weren't able to travel. Like I always said when I was in my 20s, I was like, oh, I want to travel like every year, do new things, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, that was impossible. Um, you know, expanding your social circle, meeting new people, like, again, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not possible if you're, if you're not able to go out and do that. Right? But to Maz's point as well, it actually made me closer to, it, 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 it made me, it forced me to, to build closer relationships with um, some old friends that I didn't, didn't uh, keep in touch with, uh, you know, after moving out of, like I'm from Mississauga, right? After moving out of Mississauga, I, I lost a lot of relationships, but what was interesting was those relationships were still there, right? Um, and so <clears throat> during the pandemic, I went back quite a bit and every time I went back, I built, I kind of reconnected with people. Right. And 
one of my friends like kind of made me their best man at their wedding and, and all that right so like after years of not being together it's like there's just something still there like you said like it's a deeper connection a deeper level right you know, like the best people in your life are those that if you don't talk to them for like five six years and all of a sudden you hit back up instant chemistry amazing like thing. nothing's ever happened and you just pick right back up there's no catching up to do there's no like building rapport again or trying to size each other up it's just like yo i missed you how you been i guess so what's your good story dario my good story from well i mean my story is going to be a lot different from stories your guys stories i feel like you have stories i have uh, i have some good stories from 2021 but uh I feel like I've spent, you guys really reconnected with people and were, you know, calm. I feel like I spent most of the year acting like there, there's no pandemic. So I've just I was been, just going to say, give us the good stuff. Give us the yeah, travel stories. I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been reconnecting with people by hanging out, you know. Um, I've been, I've been less, I mean, I'd say early 2021 were like the dark days where it was really no one was doing anything um but fun stories from 2021 honestly we're experiencing the u.s in a deeper way than i've experienced it ever i feel like i've traveled there a lot in my life but i've never been just there you know no work or anything or just being in a different environment, uh, being down in the U.S., coming from Toronto, where the pandemic is front of our minds, and then going first to L.A., where it was very similar to Toronto. So we're a little bit more conservative. It's um, pandemic, you know, like be proper. Um, And then going from there to like Mexico and then Texas and then Florida, where it just COVID world tour. Yeah, right. And it's it, it you see every perspective of COVID. Where in Mexico it's kind of like uh, COVID is real, but we need this. It's we not need the this main tourism. problem. It's it's not the main problem. We need this tourism to be able to like, generate to revenue. Yeah, our economy is screwed. Uh whereas Texas is just uh te- I mean on I was in I was in Dallas, so it wasn't like other texas like rural texas where they're like it's a hoax donald trump blah 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 is that how they really think like legitimately have you would you go to the rural texas and did you hear no that? i've never i've never been to rural texas i'm black you hear the stories that and, I, and i'm sure there's some pockets that think like that yeah i'm just curious that like what are the odds any one of us traveled to rural texas so it's areas and we overhear a conversation in a coffee shop or restaurant about how um, how the pandemic is fake or how crazy. Oh yeah, some of the most like the most craziest things that you. Oh, hear. you're the the wildest stuff in like southern U.S. Uh, one example is my friend Amar and I were in Miami. One day we're like, "Yo, we should rent a sick car. Like, let's get a Porsche. Let's get something cool." We go there, we're sitting for two hours, they're trying to find a Porsche or something, they don't find anything. Only thing we have to settle for is the Jaguar F-Type, which is a nice car, but like wasn't our first, first choice. So we get the Jaguar, uh, we're, but we're waiting there for it to be cleaned and given to us. And this woman, this like 60-year-old woman is talking to us, her and her friend, and she's just talking, I'm black. So somehow comes up about I guess race and jobs. Did she like look you in the eyes and, and then like this is a good topic of conversation? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what, what, she, right what I I don't know what she was thinking. But she goes, um, I, you know, whatever happened to getting jobs based on our merit, not our skin color? And I'm like, ah, am I the right person for this conversation? I mean, and then what she triggered goes, this conversation? Me just sitting there, I assume. And and she goes, the next thing she says is. She goes, you know, who's more oppressed than women, (laughs) white women? I'm like, oh, my God. I I just like it's in those moments where you just like listen, try to finish the conversation. If it was my sister, you know, she's like ripping this woman. I'm like, I just want my car. I just want to get out of here. I don't want trouble. I don't want to get in an argument with this woman who looks like some kind of like 
racist university prof. She wasn't racist. Sorry, I don't want to give her that label. She's just ignorant. She just is annoying. But it was like, damn. I gotta, why do I have to hear this? I just want a Jaguar. Was it hard for you to step away from that situation? No. A lot of people get triggered and they're like, oh. Yeah, I'm not like that. I'm totally not like that. I, uh, I'm level headed. That's good. That's good. Typically, it's not worth it. Look, no, it's not. I'm a young black kid out here trying to get a Jaguar. I'm not trying to get in a fight. Let a man live. Let a man get a Jag. Okay, we move on. We move ahead. What is Masood? What is one on. thing you did this year that was very luxurious? <laughs> um, that you like? Tell me, what did you do? <laughs> this is funny because Dario, <laughs> Dario knows I had, I had a good time in December, and he's just trying to get the details <laughs> through this podcast. So give us the details. <laughs> oh, like you know, every every year, like in the industry I work, you're rewarded quite. What industry is that? Finance. Um, okay, cool. You get you get rewarded quite handsomely end of the year and so you put in a lot of you know <clears throat> labor throughout the year and then you want to kind of treat yourself right that's fair so, I mean, capitalistic <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so end of the year comes you know it's it's covid unfortunately but planned a little trip things were settling down planned a little trip to london in, in the uk um and essentially said yes to everything when it came to upgrades <laughs> you know business class flight Best hotel in London, room service, blah blah blah. My my entertainment there was was shopping on Bond Street. That was, that was my entertainment. What is uh? Bond I was in the Russian Street. chick I've, in my I've, hotel room. Like, I haven't been to London before, but <laughs> since I was a kid. What what is Bond Street? <laughs> there you miss what I just said, but yeah, wait, uh, say it again. No, but Bond Street is uh, Bond What's Street is this tiny. <laughs> oh, you did hear it. Oh, it's recorded. Bond Street. Bond Street is uh is this street in London. It has it's like a, Rodeo. Yeah, sure. It's its own. Is it's it its like um, Amsterdam's Red District? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Bond Street is nice. <laughs> no, no, no. You shop there. Bond Street is a, yeah. It's a, it's a shopping. I saw your you credit card bill. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah, it was a, it was a bad leak. It was a drunk leak. It was a fun you week. Chug. Hey, you got you got you got to like, treat yourself. Treat yourself, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you work so hard, like you just you, you know you know what? I didn't really treat things. myself. I treated others, right? Like I was I was buying gifts for like my family members. That's sweet. No, that's yeah. definitely always a buying gift. Buying gifts for Russian, Russian girls. Um, <laughs> no, no, never, never, never. <laughs> I have a question for. I'm gonna. I might direct this to Maz, but uh, speaking on the topic of treating yourself. What is uh, one thing you did to treat yourself this year in 2021 or last year? Um, for my birthday in, uh, in April, I flew to Dubai to see my dad. I bought a Rolex there and a Cartier bracelet. Damn. For yourself? For myself. Not for your girl. Not for your girl. Not, Priorities. Not for girl. Damn. She's next, but... I, <laughs> Like just obviously you gotta treat yourself first. Yeah, yeah. Fair. no, I love her. She's the best, fair. and she's she's for sure next. Um, on the Cartier uh, wrist, you could get yeah, a, like a on, on whatever. Rolex. Like it's there's you, no you get her a Rolex. Women's. I Rolex, was thinking about that actually, but they're easier to get than they men's Rolex. They all they have them at uh, no, they're Versailles. like they yeah they're really cheap. They're like seven yeah. six grand. They're not yeah. that expensive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's an option. We'll see. Qu- question. Question on the back of that though. How do you how do you feel after treating yourself? You know, like, how long does like, it last? How you know long? Crazy? Like, do you that's, look at your watch and be like, honestly, I earned this? Right? That's no, I don't. I buy it. I love it for like the first, let's say, three four days. Keep looking at it. Keep it in mint condition, not a single scratch. And then I look at it now. I'm like, twenty k. Could have been in the market. Could have been thirty. Right? It's always and on like, to the next. The, and that's such a terrible mindset because. You got to make sure, like, obviously, the Rolex is not a good example, obviously, but you want to make sure that you have a good balance. Because I, before that, I had never treated myself. Every typical dollar above, let's say, $1,000 I had went straight to either investments or real estate. Yeah. And I, did, I had no purchase that was above, like, let's say, three, four $4,000, apart from, like, typical stuff you'd find in a car, right? I never did that whatsoever. Um, and I got to start doing that because it's nice to, Remember, like, treat yourself and also, like, know, like, the growth you've had and just, like, 
remind yourself that like life is not all about saving this money and then spending it. No, you don't, you're gonna die like rich or poor, but your money, like if you don't spend it while you're alive, then your kids are gonna spend it. So just make sure you have fun with your own money. Yeah, yeah. Well, I totally agree. It's kind of like a mindset I took on the last couple of years too, right? It's like it kind of yeah, you spend money, but it almost pushes you to make more money, right? Like, it does. Yeah, that you, that's what I love about it. You create a lifestyle for yourself, and you're like, okay, I got to do everything I can to maintain it now, yeah. right? So yeah, you make it better, hundred yeah. percent. And yeah, and so it creates a floor every time. I so my personality uh, or my thoughts actually on treating yourself are similar but different. I'm not thinking necessarily about kids getting in and spending it, um, but I think it's more it makes you appreciate earning that money more. So when you're getting that bonus, you're getting that extra pay or you're, you're doing something right where you might get a lump sum, take a little bit, you know, take like 10% of it and just spending on, just blow it on something that's like fun or something you are going to be in two or three years, be like, whoa, you know, like that was a good time. You might not even remember in two or three years, but it's just at least it like eases because you stressed to get that, those dollars, right? Like, you know, if you're going to go out and get like 20, 40, whatever in a bonus, it's no one's sleeping and getting that shit, right? You're getting hundreds or whatever in a bonus and no one's sleeping to get that. You're grinding. So treat yourself or you're just in a cycle of doing the same stuff over and over and over and over again. And you, that's how you get sad. Not like, you know, like not everybody gets sad. Some people are fucking crazy. And <laughs> just can do that over and over again. You never like, get sad. I know. I get, I, I know by the end of the year, I'm pretty ground down in my roles. And so um, at the end of the year, when you get like your end of year bonus, I, I get quarterly, but like usually like it's like. That's why you're happy. Right, so we're going to, we're going to hit you up every four months. We're going to hit you up April. Right, we're gonna hit you up April the first week. No, not April. It's, uh, July the first week. Just book all the restaurants uh, now. August. Yeah. Donald August. August. Okay. If I uh, you catch me at the end of that month, I'm usually pretty extra generous, uh, <laughs> and uh, you might get a good time. Uh, but yeah, no. treat yourself. No, treat yourself. But generosity feels nice too, right? Like, generosity feels, feels great. Better. I think uh, for me, a big goal, and I'll ask you about your goals of 2021, but. A big goal of mine was to be more philanthropic in 2021 uh, because, I mean, that's something I did when I was in high school. Like that was uh, something like, you know, volunteers were mandatory, but we didn't have to do like food drives. Uh, and it was just natural. Like you might do a food drive. You might do. I wish I did um, soup kitchens. I had friends who have done like, you know, soup kitchens with their families. I think that's really cool. Um, and so in 2021, I feel like, like I remember we were out, uh, me, Sue, like the boys were out golfing one day. And then we're eating um, Korean barbecue. And we're like so content. Also, as a guy, it's really easy to be content. It's like, we're like idiots. So girls could, lo- I don't know, girls don't realize it, but they could run us. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know how easy we are to be happy? It's like food and some sport. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, we were, we're in um, an empty restaurant having Korean barbecue. Yeah, and we're like excited. And I'm like, dude, life is like way too good. Like we need to like give back a lot more than what we, what we do. And so um, I think in 2022, definitely double dip, go harder. Like I think there's a lot more we could do. There's a lot more we could do in Toronto, um, just being part of this community. The soup kitchens won't have us, but we can definitely donate um, at least like to the daily bread. I think that's fun. Donate like money as well too is, is fun. Um, so there's a lot more we could do for it. We're in this community, right? We're in the fabric of this community. So we should do more for this community. I think is my take. What are your thoughts on, you know, giving back through like a proxy versus you know, physically doing something yourself? Uh, it's weird. Uh, because I think ever there's a lot more validation, but it's still a lot more selfish, right? Um, cause you want that validation of giving back in person. If you're inherently good or naturally good, you should be fine giving through a proxy. But is that as human to give through a proxy? Like, don't we want the validation? The thing about the proxy is I'm always the mind of like win-win. Like if I'm super rich and I want to support a charity, right? Or I want to support some local restaurant or whatnot. But like I just don't can't commit the time. Giving money is another form of proxy that might sound selfish because you're not really investing in it. You're just 
allocating a portion of your already wealth that you have built. But it's still a win-win. So, like, the, the perception now is, oh, you just gave money. It's easy for you. You're already fucking rich. Yeah. Like, how, like, don't, don't act like you're the greatest thing because giving your time is more important, which is kind of right, too. But don't focus on the negative, too. Focus on the positive. Because, like, it's better to have it than to not have it. So, I, yeah, well, I personally that's, that's think time perception. is more valuable. It's definitely easier and the most, um, the less uh, time-consuming approach less effort approach but it's better than nothing so let's let's give credit where credit's due and then if nothing's given then let's try and find ways to, to figure out how to change that yeah let's go next next question dario what do you want Ask a capitalist yourself. question or a charity question yeah give me a hard-hitting one a hard-hitting one yeah okay what do you hope to accomplish the most in 2022 i twofold i'm diversifying i find ways to diversify um and then I, I don't know. I, I think, so I just moved to, to Toronto like in July, this past year, July, about six months ago. And I moved middle of summer and made some pretty great connections. But I want to, my actually, what I really, what I really don't like about how I'm living now is that um, I haven't explored Toronto yet. Like I've heard so many things about this community, this pocket, Midtown, the beaches, like about 30 communities in this big city. And I've, I've been to like Yorkville, King West, Liberty Village. Like <laughs> I got to like find days and weekends ones. where I just explore the city and take it all in. And that's my goal for 2022. Do a restaurant tour. Find a good restaurant in each pocket uh, and go it's once a great you idea. And you'll learn. Uh, the different areas. Honestly, work has been a good help. Obviously, sucks in uh, COVID. You don't have work, uh, as many work parties and work dinners and stuff like that. But um, on the east side, near the beaches, look up a restaurant called Shoshana. It's uh, um, Israeli, really fire. Um, Dundas West, for me, is the flex. Like, Ossington is dope. Um, but yeah, just do dinner. Like, food will be your gateway to different communities in Toronto. It's a massive food city. Um, it's a big part of the city. You know, one thing that helped me was uh, biking. Started renting bikes. I agree. That changed the game, right? Like, when you're in Uber, you, you don't really look around and, and, and appreciate where you are, right? But uh, I think, like, two summers ago, I started biking through the city, right? And I biked to the East End, like, pot on the other side of DVP, right? And I'm, like, spelling stuff. I'm like, oh, like, what's this restaurant here? Like, what's that? And you're seeing stuff. You're like, oh, like, what's that patio in the back there? It looks cool. And it's the vibe and people are having a good time right and like and then you're like oh i want to come back here like another time and, and you do right and like yeah it's a great that idea. Was, a, was a cool way of uh great of way. experiencing toronto it's and a, this is a very bikeable city a lot of people don't know that or admit that or say that out loud uh but it's an incredibly bikeable city where there are bike lanes of course right? yeah so if you i personally hate bikers i'm a, I'm a driver so i hate them but i Hate them with love. Yeah. Like, I, my first thing when I turn right is, like, let's check my, my bike lane. Because I'm yeah. always scared to hit somebody and, like, injure them. Well, As bikers much, in Toronto especially are assholes. They, they I don't really think they're assholes. I'm a good guy. No, I don't think they're assholes. I think they just don't care about rules and regulations yeah. when it comes to road safety. Like, they think because they're on the bike, they're obscene from red lights. Like, no, you're on the road. You, they're light, above you stop. pedestrians and uh, cars. That's bike. That's Toronto bikers. Yeah, but if you bike in an in an area, if you bike off the main roads, um, so don't bike on you know King West or Queen West. But if you were to bike on like Sororan or some like Brock, you know some of these side roads or run them. Honestly, I think running has been a great exploration for me. I've learned um so many new areas just from running. Uh, a lot of people in Toronto they come to run. They go run Lakeshore. It's windy everybody's running there you can go run through like uh what D uh, dundas west wallace emerson dufferin grove uh there's some gorgeous areas over there and the houses are awesome the victorian not really victorian actually victorian is more east side but just these hundred year old houses beautiful the way toronto has been built terrible for the modern time in a hyper dead <laughs> city but beautiful it's gorgeous like you you don't see that anywhere else in in you know in, i mean some places in canada but 
it's unique. It's gorgeous. I think Toronto's just, uh just I love this city when it comes to you know. If design. we're gonna go to um, to real estate, I got one question I'm gonna ask you guys. I was speaking with um, someone at work, and they mentioned how so there's an island in Toronto um, where um, there's an airport, Billy Bishop Airport. And the island is um, across the main city area. And it's sufficient enough, this island, to support land masses and houses. And the houses are part of Toronto District. But the houses are actually auctioned off every few years. So what I hear, the land is owned by the city. And the lineup to buy a house itself, you don't buy the land, you buy like the structure of the house is like thousands of pages long. So Center Island Center Island is uh it's uh people live there. It's only exactly. inherited. You can't And there's a school. Like there's a school, land. there's a You can't buy land on Center Island. So it's only inherited. The city doesn't want people buying land. So it's all they want to take control of it. It's the city's control, right? City they own it's that land. Pre- I mean, if I could do one thing in history is like I would probably go back to like 1900 and just buy like a radio station. <laughs> That's like and land the most obvious Bro, you thing anyone could ever say. I know, yeah. Fair. Sorry, 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 sorry. I would go. Sorry, I would go back to 1900. Be white and then buy land and buy. <laughs> and, buy and then your family's good for generations. <laughs> then my family's good. My last name would be Thompson. So we all did not grow up in Toronto. Masood, um, you were a saga, so you were close by. Maz. I don't know why I said your name like that, but yeah, you were... It was an aggressive was, way to was, say it. I was going to say Mazin, and then I just like... No full name Yeah, I got Toronto name Maz. Um, you grew up in... Uh, no, you didn't grow up in Ottawa. So I, I grew up in several cities, thankfully. Yeah. Ottawa, Kingston, and Montreal. Okay, okay. I grew up in Ottawa. It was like one city. Unicity. Um, but I would love to hear... Uh, what was your welcome to Toronto uh, moment, Maz? So, two folds. Um, I'm going to go with like a generalist story and then like a more personal one. The first one, yeah. welcome to Toronto is when I started to go to Barry's three to four times a week. I <laughs> three was to con- four. Three to four times. Yeah. I, I was consumed Christ. by your abs? the incredible workout. I know. That's the crazy <laughs> part. I don't have abs yet. I think, no, honestly, for me, it's all diet. I can't, I can't subject myself to eating, not eating a lot because I just, I like eating too much and. I'm more the type that I'm going to work out to have to be healthy and have a good body. But I don't want to compete or, or look amazingly well unless I have, like, something to prove or whatever. Um, so that was the first thing. And the second thing was I started to go out a lot. And if, I'm a, if you're from Ottawa, you know that the social scene in terms of restaurants, like bars and clubs, isn't as big as Toronto. There's, like, in Ottawa, there's two sections. There's a section community in Ottawa, Byward Market, and then there's also a street, Elgin. And once you go to all the places there, it's kind of like repetitive. And Toronto is much bigger. And when I came here, I had a bunch of friends, thankfully, like you guys and other friends that I met through friends of friends. And the guys that are here, like, because your network is so big in Toronto, there's always somebody you know that's a close friend of yours or a friend of yours doing something during the week or the weekend so they would hit you up on friday saturdays for example to go out have a few drinks thursdays and you'd be like no i can't go and the other friend would hit you up on a monday and say let's go for drinks and your other friend would say no tuesday or wednesday and thursday and it got to a point where almost every day of the week someone was hitting me up to go out for drinks and have a good time and i had to learn to say no really fast because at the beginning it was like yes 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 and it affected my like the next day at work and sleeping in i just couldn't do it it's crazy because uh, I think I'd echo similar comments. <laughs> but to, to Dario's question, like, when was my Toronto moment? I probably don't remember my Toronto moment. <laughs> Come on. Give a, what is your <laughs> you welcome I mean? to Toronto moment? I, I don't remember, dude. Like, you can't. Why are I you was, talking, then? Huh? Give us your welcome to Toronto moment. I, I don't know what it was exactly, right? Like, it, it, was, it, was, it was, like, similar, similar things. Like, I used to go every night, you know, like, People would hit me up like, oh, I'm here, I'm there, I'm there. And then it's like, damn, like, why would you say no? You just moved to the city. Yeah, exactly. Like, you want to experience it. Yeah. But it's funny because I got over that pretty quick. Not pretty quickly, but, you know, a few, like a year and a half in, and then I kind of stopped. 
but recently I, I think it was maybe COVID driven like I, I kind of picked that back up and I started going out all the time like midweek and like now <laughs> and like now I go out on a Thursday until like 4am and almost get fired on the Friday right yeah like someone just hit me up is like I got a free base come yeah. by for some drinks like right now <laughs> it's like I would love to, but I also know that, you know, as you get older, the hangovers and the next days, like, they last so much longer. Also, wait, who the hell, who, who the hell is saying I got a free base when you're... <laughs> I don't know. Bro, I think, my base I think is it's, free all the time. No, it's I, my I base. think he's lived with this girl. Yeah. And now it's like, now she's not, she's not there. So I guess he's like, I have oh a my free God. base with no restrictions. Bro. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um... I would say my I have two welcome to Toronto moments um, because yeah, what there's if, two U's in Toronto. Uh, yeah, there's two. <laughs> yeah, I would say yeah, there's been two me's in Toronto, right? I've had my phases, um, and when I first got here, just being deep in a relationship, right? Um, that was a different me, um, different lifestyle, right? Uh, and then there's the single me that had a totally different lifestyle, and so I, I would say honestly, my first move to new to like welcome to toronto moment was a lot more blunted because it's that was my life right like it wasn't as fun um being deep in that relationship and so um i would say my first welcome to toronto moment was really boring it was just walking by all of the jays fans um outside and just watching them kind of walk around aimlessly instead of going in the fucking stadium, like just go inside. Um, but they just kind of stand outside there and stand in front of my path back to um, home from the office. And so that's not a, not a, as fun. Welcome to Toronto moment. Um, but I would say this summer or last summer, I guess was really my like Toronto awakening. Um, just being single for the first time being in Toronto um, over the course of like the last two summers. Uh, and the biggest welcome to Toronto moment is just, um, what is it? I want to be like, without being too crazy, but. Looking um, at Uber bill. No, not the Uber bill. <laughs> right. No, it's not the Uber bill. Cause like, I think we're so adjusted to that. That's funny. Like a, a $70 dinner. I remember when I first moved here was crazy, but now that's like a normal dinner, which is pretty fucked up. Fancy. Like yeah. You dinner. think about your expenses. Fancy. It's like, damn. Well, yeah, because like we, Crazy. Were, we we had a hundred forty dollar dinner last week, and it was like, yeah. Man, I I wish you know how Spotify has a year end and in, in, uh, in review. Yeah, <laughs> I wish in Toronto budget for rocks. like your expenses for Ubers, yeah, for all the drinks you spent, just drinks, all the table service. Oh my goodness, yeah, just drinks. But you know what it goes back to what we were saying earlier. I think it was all worth it. You know, like oh, of course, yeah, the lifestyle you want. Right? I mean, not all the time. Like random, like last week Thursday. The Wagyu, could I have not done that? Yeah. You know, like, I do I do I regret it? No. Could I have lived without it? Yes. Yeah. I was like, whatever. You know, like, it was, why did we do that? I don't know. Um, so I think there's, yeah, there's some days you can live it up, some days you don't. I used, I used to be, for me, living it up was travel. Like, I'm spending on travel. I'm going to get a hotel. I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go see the world. Uh, which it still is, but I think now I definitely indulge a lot in Toronto. Um, and my real welcome to Toronto moment is really just, I guess, like diving into these restaurants. So uh, being obsessed with what's the next restaurant? What's the next flex? You know, where are we going to? Are we going to know the staff? Are we going to know the, the GM? How are we going to get in? Um, how are we going to try this food? Does no one else know this food? So I was going to bring this topic up like uh, in our previous conversation, but it's like, what are your thoughts on like the cliqueiness of like all the areas in Toronto, right? Like we're talking about exploring the city, right? Like if you, if you, like you were talking about travel, like I feel like sometimes when I travel and go other places, like it, it's very different than Toronto because I feel like everyone's kind of in the same spot at the same time. Like every, every age, every kind of, you know, er, er, Every 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 background, whatever, kind of the same place at the same time. But in Toronto, I feel like it's very segregated and fragmented. You know, you have your um your sections, right? There's the King West subset of the city. Um, I I so and it's kind of douchey to say this, but there's the different subsets of the city. So Yorkville is where it's like 
obscenely rich, but then you have like kind of like wealthy, like too rich for King West, but then not yet really the same level of like the people who are just kind of going hard in Yorkville. Um, and then King West, I think, are like the not rich. Uh, because I don't think anybody realistically is. I mean, that look. Sorry, if Peter ever hears this. Like, <laughs> like, like, Why are you? Why do you pick on Peter? Geez. No, I'm not picking on Peter. Like, I love Marble, but realistically, I don't think anybody with a lot of money is really. Marvel's not their first choice. I, um, I, I think there's two dimensions to King West. I think there's like the people you're talking about, but I think you're there's actually, another sorry. dimension. You're right. Where it's mind, actually though? people that are even too good for Yorkville. Like, I no, like no, 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 for sure. Not too do. good for Yorkville. But I would say there's the people who cover the bills and the people who <laughs> yeah, sit at the table. Yeah, I agree, I agree. That's King West. Right. Yes, Those that's are correct. The two dimensions. Keep yeah. in mind, though, like, even if, like, you're really, really, really rich and you live in Yorkville and that's where you go to, you typically go there to restaurants and coffee shops because you, you can't, you can afford it. Yeah. But you also want to go to like the best spots, the yeah. hypest spots, the best parties, the best experiences. And typically speaking, King West like area has like the most extravagant locations just for like the content. Like if you see the craziest things on King West that you wouldn't see before. The people there, as as much as they're not as like posh as other areas, they're also like either probably younger, more open to being themselves or being just like complete, you know, no holds bars. So that's kind of fun to see and fun to be around. And that's probably why they're there. Like it's No, so I don't necessarily agree. I think there is outrageous stuff on King West. Um, but there's a lot a lot of the stuff you might get on King West, like are you thinking like near? So you're like thinking King and Portland? No, I mean I love King and Portland, but uh, I'm, I'm. I mean King West is King West. It's all the same thing. King, yeah, but I think King West is the the biggest calling card is young. If I'm a forty year old, young like Young Street. No, young King young West people. Oh, young people. Young. Yeah, like if oh, I'm for a sure. No, hundred percent. Divorcee with money. I'm not going there. Nah, I'm no. on King West. No, no, you are on King West. I'm definitely on King West, no, I'm not. dude. Oh, he, he, here's what? here's the thing. I've, I'm on I have met I have met no the forty year divorcee with money is in Yorkville. No. Yes. I mean yeah, yes yes no that, that's, that's, that's correct. But I think and I don't think you've experienced this yet because like, maybe I'm new. I mean you, you, you're, you're, you're yeah, I could be completely wrong. If you go to the best clubs on King West, the guy that's you know having the best time is that forty year old guy. That's yeah. a divorcee and bro. Like, yeah. Actually, I was thinking of our times together. You know what? Looking back at Mr. C, a lot of the vibes are a bit older. Yeah, 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 exactly. They are a bit older. Yeah. Who's funding the? Bottle. You see, m- m- but Mr. C is its own unique thing. Actually, like it's. I love Mr. C. I, I, I love unique it too. Mr. It's C not like King West. It's not like Yorkville. It's, it's kind of its own thing. It's own crowd of people. I loved it the last time I went. Mr. C is its own vibe. Mr. C is honestly awesome. It's honestly one of my favorite places in Toronto right now. It's it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I would say Yorkville. Shout out Jacob, by the way, Mr. C. Shout out Jacob. Shout out, yeah. Here's here's the the breakdown of if I'm a forty year old man in Toronto, the dichotomy. Are if you I'm divorced or are you married? Yeah. Good marriage or a goodish marriage and happy, pro- and I'm rich. Rosedale. This guy's rich. This forty year old guy's rich in every scenario. Sorry. Um, I'm a four-year-old rich guy. Divorcee. Every bush is the same size. Though. Yeah, yeah. If I'm a divorcee, I'm on King West, bro. Yeah, I'm on King West. I'm oh, yeah, finding baby. those bottles because there's twenty-year-old shorties who are gonna come and sit at my table, and you know I might get fifteen at the table. I might get one of them. <laughs> you know, I might need no, a, no, no, no. A Twenty. Th- to they one. will. They will get one of them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've seen some obscene, like um, shit. Yeah, there's been some crazy stuff we've seen, but you know what? End of the day, if nothing is happening, is illegal. Make your own choice. That's it. Yeah. Sure. A dog's got to eat. Quick, um, quick shout out to um to Dario. Before this podcast, he made us a delicious steak meal with with octopus. Enjoy. Yeah, and some delicious fries. So just want to give a shout out to feeding the boys. Thank you. Always appreciate it. It's like an ad for my kitchen. <laughs> Welcome to my kitchen. Are you tasting the food? Thank this you. is some good food. This is how you uh, get people on your podcast. Yeah, honestly, if you want good food, I'm back come next through week. on Thursdays. Every Thursday. Welcome to my kitchen. Podcast kitchen. He's got the he's got the red wine. 
Got the red wine. There's a honey not, bottle out Not now. good white red wine though. I didn't get it from my my cellar, but this is a. Uh, I just got it from LCBO. I gotta get back. This guy would get wine. like forty dollar bottles of wine, which in typical sense are is amazing because typical bottles of wine are ten bucks. Yep. He'd be like, yeah, not that great. <laughs> get a bottle of Camus, hundred dollars. Eh. Uh, okay, first good. and foremost, Camus is the most overrated bottle of wine on earth. What? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, need okay. to put on a cab right now. No, listen. <laughs> Cayman. Okay, listen. California, whack. Cal- what? There is not too many great wines. Remember last weekend? Last week I brought a, a Miomi. California. Did you try it? Yeah. What do you think? I, it was sweet. I hated it. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I I, I like the gesture. Look. Nine, are nine, you nine, double nine, down? Let's get one thing straight. It wasn't for the gesture. That's my favorite wine. That's why I brought it. Oh, I like yikes. Oh, my bad. I'm not a wine guy. I'm not a big wine guy. Listen, I can't tell between a Cabernet Blanc yeah. or a Cabernet Sauvignon or whatever. I can't tell between a, a regular yeah. Pinot or anything else. Remember, listen, I can't tell. Listen, I pay I'm a taste guy. $200 a month for a wine cellar rental uh, where I store my wine at Vintage Conservatory. Shout out Costas. Shout out Lee. the whole crew there. Shout out Lee. Like, you know, they put it, they, they keep it, they hold it down. And I'm willing to pay that premium because of, first and foremost, the people you get to meet there, the networking is fantastic. Um, but meeting older winos, I used to, I brought California there. I used to, I brought, what did I bring? I brought Liberty School there when I first joined. Um, and you start to learn from some of these older winos who have been drinking wine. Like they're in their 50s and 60s. They started collecting in their 40s. Uh, for them, you know, it's been 20 years since they've been collecting, probably 30, 40 years since they've been drinking wine. And they usually know good wine. And they're able to walk you through exactly what you should look for in wine, what you should look for to collect, why you should collect, um, and how to appreciate it. And I think from drinking their wine, from hearing their feedback, um, from hanging out, you know, you start to learn and develop a different palate. I think every palate is unique. Every wine palette is totally subjective. Um, most intense winos hate California, and I've probably adopted that. But now from drinking a lot of these drier, you know, Bordeaux and um, French wines, South African wines, uh, Italian wines that are a lot more dry, when I drink a Californian where it's this like grape juice fruity <laughs> shit, it tastes so bad. That, that's why for me, Camus... I don't like Camus. No. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll finish. I think Camus is a high quality wine for a Californian wine, but you're essentially just drinking grape juice, is my opinion. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> does it does it really taste bad, or does your brain not not register it as something you could, exclusive you could, and luxurious no, and high quality and no? Like, so it's I don't believe in labels. I don't believe in wine labels or prices. I think you could spend two hundred dollars. So you want like an off the rack wa- bottle of wine? I honestly, I don't want an off the rack bottle of wine. But off the rack bottle of wine is just fucking slap. Like I was in the LCBO today trying to get wine for you guys coming over. It took thirty minutes to find that bottle. It was really hard to find this bottle. Um, and it's really not what I wanted. It was decent. It was dry, but it wasn't. I didn't. It didn't just hit home too too hard. How much was that bottle you got? That's probably fifty bucks. Which is more expensive than what I pay for off-the-rack bottles of wine. That's why I hate the LCBO. It, no, it's, it's good stuff. I, I like this type of wine. I think it's... It's good. Dry wine. Dry, dry. I prefer drier wine. Yeah, me too. I agree. Yeah. That's I why I don't like Californian by default. Yeah, no, it's either going to be really good dry or really good sweet. Like, yeah. the middle sucks. Yeah. I just think sweet is just juice. So, for these drier wines... Yo, I gotta... You come, come with me to the wine club next week, probably. If it's open. Oh yeah, right, right, right. right. I'm down. No, I'm down to come. (laughs) But I'll bring you to the wine club, or I'll just go to my cellar, get you some wine, uh, some dry, dry wine, good dry wine, Cap Franc, which I can't find at the LCBO. I realized it was weird. Um, but I'll get you some good Cap Franc, and we'll uh crush a bottle, and you're gonna be like, yeah, I get it. It's it's different. I think I'm gonna need more um, more time to get it, but I will enjoy it. You'll, I'll definitely enjoy it. To get wine in general. I have to get, 
I gotta do my research and like taste test. So you gotta just give drink, a couple honestly. years. Yeah, exactly. You gotta just drink. Yeah. For I mean, for me, honestly, it was going to the wine club and just you're crushing like three bottles of sitting. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Just, no, you I'm don't even ready. notice. I'm too well, much no, of a... yeah, by the last bottle, you're like dead. But um, usually, yeah, it was one or two bottles, and you're just crushing good wine. Everybody yeah. shares their wine. Yeah. When I discovered Big Flower from South Africa, it was by accident. I just had ordered a bunch of wine. Like, you can ask the distributor to drop off a bunch of wine. Uh, and so I had this bottle. I'd taste one sip. I'm like, holy shit. This is the best wine. It's good shit. It's so good. It's so good. I shared. I had, I've had four or five bottles of that, I think. I shared my first bottle with I have, I have one left at my place. What year? 2018 or 16? I remember. I think you might have 2018. Because from that order, I only it's got the first order you had. So 2018 is good. 2016 is like pretty most shit. 2020 sucks. Sorry, Big Flower, if you ever hear this. But <laughs> 2020 is not a vibe. But it's all about the year, right? It's the crops. It's the grapes. Um, it's how everything. Apparently, what, what, what year what's, is the What's the year best year? Oh, three or something like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's some really good year in California. It matters. Why are you laughing? 2013. No, I'm laughing not because of that. The depth we went into wine. Yeah, I love <laughs> That's wine. why I'm laughing. Wine I is like so good. Listen, I am. Um, good, but. From, I, a, from I, a taste. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm all in on tequila. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the agave. I'd say I'm all in on the tequila. You love tequila. I never, you I never love, love tequila. Whenever tequila. the tequila shot comes out, I'm like, oh. Man, it'll change your life. I gotta tell you. So you do you I, need tequila on the on the rocks? Yes. So before you guys ask me what is the, my, my Toronto moment, the third one is when I go out for a restaurant and I get a drink. My drink is a double tequila with soda, extra lime. I can never do mind blowingly good. My life depended on it. I would never have. No, it. the hangover sucked the next day. No, not tequila. the hangover. Like I just can't do it. Oh, uh, trust me. After after the practice. It's amazing. So? Yeah, once you get used to it, you it's probably. Good. Here's the thing: why is there, why is there, uh, on the tequila topic, like, why is, why is it a thing that, like, say, say you're at a restaurant and you see like a buddy, you're like, oh, shots, oh, just tequila, like it's, it's like the go-to kind of shot. It's that, the easiest shot to take. Yeah, why like, would it not be? Yeah. What are vodka better shots? Or vodka, vodka, I do vodka all day. Nah, vodka, oh, vodka God, or no, rum, they're tough, they're whiskey. Tough. I'll do that all day. V- vodka and whiskey shots are genu- genuinely tough. Tequila t- shot is. is Tough, no, the tequila shot is like it's instant. It's it hurts for a second, then it's good. Yeah, you don't vodka kind of lasts. Sure, sure. yeah, okay, vodka okay. you get right. that smell forever. Whiskey yeah. is tough. No, no tequila. I way love to whiskey to sip. Oh yeah, but the shot just doesn't make sense. Tequila yeah, yo. So some of our homies, you guys know this when yeah. they roll up to my crib for for um for pre drinks and parties. Yeah, they used to pull up with bottles of Jameson, <laughs> and I was like, yo. You must be on some demon shit to come with a bottle of JMO and, and polish that off in one night. Oh, yeah. No lie. Yeah. I just didn't get it. That shit is just like, it's disgusting. It doesn't yeah. taste good. It doesn't go down properly. You, what are you going to mix it with? Like, Coke? Coke. Yeah. Like, not even Coke like, Zero. Like, Yo, not Diet yeah. Coke. You drink it. Honestly, my most demon... My biggest demon nights are off of uh, off of Jameson, yeah. Yeah. Straight up Jameson. It's just like, yo, I'm, I'm upset rocks. with life. I have to just have a drink. Dude, I love I Jameson on the rocks in the airport lounge. You hit, hit a couple of Jamesons. Bar real. A nice little fight. Yeah. Oh, that's a good fight. I appreciate that. It's like the best, uh, best way to fly. Because when you get in the plane, you automatically just knock out. Uh... Depends. It depends on the flight, honestly. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, nah. Yeah, I usually just get a headache from the gyms. And then knockout. Mostly ruins my flight. But then, yeah, knockout for a bit. Wake up feeling like shit. Yeah, exactly. You don't feel nice. Yo, actually, tell us about Cleveland as we wrap up the pod. Oh, yeah. Sorry. As we wrap up the pod, thank you. I'd love um, to hear about I'll talk, it. I'll give, you, I'll give you a little story about Cleveland, and then I want to hear some closing remarks from you guys. How'd you get um, to Cleveland? I just drove down, honestly. Get so, the fuck out of here. You drove down? Yeah, okay. So here, I'll tell you this full story. So I'm supposed to fly to Cleveland for the Browns game. I like to go every year. I haven't been in a couple of years. Was it the last game of the season or the second last? This is the last game. It was the last game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, you're a dire Browns fan. Are they uh, yeah. playoff contention or no? No, we're uh, a <laughs> rough game. No was it with the, yeah, Baker still starting, right? Baker Mayfield? Nope, no starters were in this game. Everyone's oh. Out. Only Jarvis played. Like a That's bunch of bad. starters played. Okay. But uh, no, no one on Cincy. None of the starters from Cincinnati played. No Joe Burrow. 
Um, Chase started. He, he's really freaking good. Um, but yeah, nobody, nobody really special. But um, so going down to Cleveland, uh, usually I book a flight. They used to have, uh, before the pandemic, they would have the direct morning flight. So you could land by 10 a.m., hit a tailgate and go right there to the game, which is awesome. Uh, but they don't have that anymore. So it's 2 p.m. or 2 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, so to go down this year, decided to drive down the Saturday, spend the night in Cleveland. Um, biggest thing, biggest things, I guess, getting down there, uh, hitting the U.S. border. There's no testing required to go over the U.S. border. I thought showing your passport. Uh, I just showed my Nexus card. So, oh, fancy. yeah, no, sorry, that was a little bit of flex. <laughs> I, you can show your passport. You too. know what I meant, yeah. Yeah, you can show your. Yeah, you know he just went up to right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, I I didn't uh, I didn't mean it that way. I'm applying for my Nexus right now. <laughs> I was. You should get a Nexus though. But um, I was saying it more matter of factly. I didn't mean to one up you. But I'm brown I by should... the way. I don't know if I'm gonna get approved. You should. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Nah, you'll be fine. You'll be listen, fine. you're you're listen. The better version of Chamash should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's Chamash. Bringing money with, into the with, country with black. Black hair, no gray hairs. Yeah. So, so I um just went over the border, show your identification, go over the border, um, and you just drive. It's like it was like two seconds. I talked to the guy at the border, Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, he's like, "Why are you going down? I'm going for a Browns game." He's like, "Oh, Browns, Browns. Oh man, you talking about football? Blah blah blah." <laughs> I made it drag along longer than it needed to because I was pretty into the football talk. But then we got <laughs> we got down there. Um, uh, got down to Cleveland. Uh. Get to the hotel. I get out. I'm like looking for my mask as I walk into it, as I usually do. I'm pretty slow to put on my mask because um, I'm just lazy. But uh, I'm like trying to fumbling to find it. And I get in the hotel. No one's wearing a mask. Classic. Not a single person. Not a single person. Not even the staff. In Toronto, yeah. I found when we got really lax, you could go into a lot of places not wearing a mask. You might not see some people wearing masks. But the staff is always wearing always. a mask. Jim? Staff is wearing a mask. Um, restaurant staff is wearing a mask. Cleveland, the staff was not wearing a mask. I was shook. I was, I was shook at first. Then I, then I was like, whatever, I guess, like, you know, yeah, go I on feel, with it. Yeah, I feel like that's like mo- most places around the world, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, except you were for Toronto. About London, right? Yeah, like, no yeah. one cares. The biggest thing from traveling in the pandemic is you realize, like, especially outside of Canada, <laughs> is you realize only Canada. <laughs> cares about covid well we care about covid but canada it's like the first thing you think about like yeah. you wake up in the morning you're like how do i oh not it's get another COVID day today? yeah well I'm, you wake up in the morning you're like how do i not get covid today in the u.s they wake up in the morning and they're like what, what's for breakfast yeah how do i make bacon and eggs yeah yeah, yeah. yeah there's no beer <laughs> how do i get like the most obscenely big breakfast in my <laughs> How do I get cholesterol <laughs> to the fucking ass? Today? That's funny. That's that's what they're concerned about. Yeah. But we're like waking up, freaking out. You you look you load your morning news, and they're like, <laughs> like twenty thousand million Canadians got COVID today, and you might too. Fuck you. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> I, honestly, it's it's getting too much for me. It's like, ridiculous. I am. Um, I'm not gonna go down the COVID rabbit hole, which we can talk for like the next two hours. Yeah. But like, it's it's gone too far. Like it's, it's gone way. T- they were today. They were mentioning today. On, I think it was an article or somewhere on the news I saw this week. Yeah, they're creating a um, an Omicron variant booster shot. For who? Who's who's making? It? Um, I think it was Pfizer. Yeah, Pfizer. Yeah. And I was like, I thought Pfizer guys, said we didn't need that. It's commercialized. Guys, it. I was like, there's money to be made, and they're taking yeah. advantage of it. Yeah, they are. That's when they know, like, all right, it's gonna start to dry up. Yeah, you gotta find a way to milk the last little bit to get What's the most the next profits. Variant? Move. Yeah, it's like listen, I, I'll I I'll be safe, get the shots, be you know healthy, sanitary. Yeah, but let's move on. I had a let's bit of a I had a go. bit of a heart scare. Uh, my my doctor said I have like a weird heartbeat, um, which kind of freaked me out. I was like, how do you how do you get to that point? Like, did you? Tell I was just having a physical. A I, I haven't had a physical in in a long Dude, time. I haven't had a physical in like years. a decade. Yeah, and so. She's doing the physical, you know, she got a weird heartbeat. And so I'm like freaking out a bit. Nothing's come from it. But I remember doing the test after and like Googling like weird heartbeat, young male. And they're like, oh, vaccine. God. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> I, was really? like, I was like, da- I was like, damn. You're lying. Well, there's, it's not like so in 17 and under, they've seen. Listen, like, Google it again after two years when the vaccine talk is over. Yeah. And then. Uh, I was a little freaked out. I was uh, at first, but I mean, now I'm like over it, but. It was, it was, it was scary. 
I'll admit it was scary. No, no, I but I mean to tie a ribbon in that in that story. You know. Oh yeah, you didn't finish the story, so you walked in the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, finish the story first. Which one? This heart story, unless you like. No, I'm know. done that. I'm fine. My heart is fine. From what I know, <laughs> from what I know, you but it did heart. make me think I had um, what do you call it? When I googled stuff, which like you shouldn't, obviously, but um, there's myocarditis, which is showing up in young men who got the vaccine, oh and I'm God. like, damn, like am I one of those guys? Like I can't even get COVID, but I get this. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, but no, I um, I think I'm fine so far as far as I've seen. So I think I'm good. As far as Cleveland. I don't think I need to tie a bow in that story. I'm not going to lie. But it was really just the biggest difference was um, how like, the U.S., but also other countries treat COVID outside of Canada. I think the biggest thing as a Canadian this year, um, if you're Canadian living in Canada, um, go travel. Go, like, once, once uh, we have less restrictions, I mean, even now we have a ton of restrictions, book a two-week flight and go to some country that is open to you as a vaccinated individual or unvaccinated if you want to live your life um but i mean you're not going to travel anywhere if you're unvaccinated anyways (laughs) but um if you're if you can you know go somewhere that's open to you available to you and take it take that in i think now more than ever you know how before it was you go to experience a different culture now more than ever go experience a non-canadian culture and chill out a bit, you know, like realize like the rest, how the rest of the world is functioning and um, they haven't necessarily missed a beat. Like we had COVID, we adjust to it and, you know, it's part of our lives. And I'm not a scientist, it, you know, it could be horrible, but um, they've adjusted to it as being part of their lives. Whereas in Canada, we've made it our number one focal point um, and made it just, we're very afraid of it. So um, I think just, you know, go live and live go see those other cultures um and it'll help you with just your fear level i think like it really helped me calm down um with my thoughts on covid um and i'm not a scientist or a guru or an advice person at all so you don't have to listen to me i'm not joe rogan um but you know go just go experience the rest of the world would be my biggest advice for 2022 um can you guys give me some i'll start with you suit for some send-off advice for 2022 Send off advice for 2022. Yeah. Wish you asked me earlier. I'm a bit tipsy. Hopefully, I don't see yeah, actually, <laughs> you, you get better damn. advice now. Nah, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Third didn't feel that well. That's why I took it. Hater. <laughs> <laughs> advice for 2022. I don't know, man. Like, you know, I'd like to, it's like a new year, but it's really an old year. Um, But like I said before, like in 2021, I made a lot of changes in my life. Like, don't let 2022 stop you. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing I think, actually, you know what? The biggest thing that I did in 2021 that I hadn't really done before, well, I have done before, but it's just to really just take action. Like, even if you have doubt, just like, you know, press enter, just, just, just do it, you know? Like, just, just, your shot. just see what happens, right? Shoot your shot, take some risks. That's my, that's my send off advice. Pass, that's good pass advice. Buck to I was um, going to say the exact same thing. Towards the end of what you said, my thing is, if you're below, I'd say the age of like, maybe 28, 29, I don't want to age this. I think if you're young enough and you have a young spirit and you have a lot to gain, take risks. Whether it's, you know, following your passion, business, investing, like pull the trigger. Because the thing is, if you're young and you make a mistake, you only grow and learn more from your mistakes than you do your successes. Right. And that sounds so corny to say, because if I heard someone tell me that, and I was like 19 or 18, <laughs> I'd be like, listen, shit. all right, old guy, shut the fuck up, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but honestly, once you make those mistakes, you will never do them again. You will never do them twice, and you'll know better for the future. So just take that risk, take, invest that money, buy that house, buy that condo, Travel to that place. Buy that. Take dinner. that new job. Like buy whatever within your means. Obviously, don't be an idiot. Yeah. And just go ballistic. Yeah. But take a risk that's calculated, and you know, more often than not, the bets you place on yourself and what you do, if they're, if they're within like, the lines of probability, and you know success, you're not gonna hit all of them. 
But the ones you hit, you're going to feel good about yourself. And the ones you don't hit, you're going to learn. And then you're going to make a, a correction for the future. And you're going to be better. So my thing is take, take that risk um, for 2022. Especially if you're young. Like, my risk philosophy is like, I'm taking as much risk as possible <laughs> within, like, my means now. Because I know when I'm 35 or 40 years old, like, I know that, you know, that based on my experience and, like, the knowledge base that I can like, find somewhere or build, yeah. I can live, like, kind of comfortably when 35, 40 years old yeah. and get like, a good paying job with my family and live pretty comfortably. But if I'm older and don't want to do that and kind of have more time to myself and more um, sort of ownership and my own time and my what I do, yeah. take the risk now because those are going to compound over the years. Yep. And I if you like it. COVID, get the best of you. You're just, you're just wasting another two years of your life. I yeah. Know. Listen, it's, I feel bad for those that were... 27 or 28 two years yeah. ago because it literally yeah. took the last years of their 20s yeah into their 30s and yeah. now it's like it's challenging because people put a big a big emphasis on your your 30s and now you gotta like wake up or if you're if you have been slacking yeah but like it just sucks because it wasted two years of your life that kind two of but you, you know what it's, it's never too late I yeah i feel like late. i've seen so many people just change their entire life around in like a year right yeah so it's like crazy. no matter like what age you are like you could change your life around. In a you can if thirty, so. forty, fifty. You can always. You're you're still alive. You're still living. So you yeah, can, you still got a chance. That, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. You're still alive. You still got a chance to go for yeah. it. So you always have a chance. So thank you guys. Uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for uh, thanks for having us. We're happy to host you. I'll see you guys. You know, every Thursday. Tell me a story. Um, so if you're free next week, happy to host you again. May push it to Wednesday as I may be traveling Friday very early. Um, but otherwise, this is a fantastic, fantastic episode. Um, super excited to have you guys. Uh, once again, guys, uh, thank you for listening to uh, Tell Me a Story. We have Masood Shah. Yeah. We have Maz Ahmed visiting. Let's go. Well, one last shout out. If you have a little story, go check out the weekend's new album, Don FM. I'll check the Banger. Album. Okay. I don't know. Big XO guy here. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to end with that. Because, you know, XO to the overdose. All right, it's a wrap. That's, That's it. A wrap. Let's call it. Peace out. Peace out.